faith. We hear this word often, but do we really know what it means, where it comes from, where it goes or what it does? What does the, the scripture verse in Hebrews 11, 1 mean? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. While studying and meditating on 2 Kings chapter 5, this was found in my heart. Thanks for streaming with us today, and we pray that through the word, you will realize that you are known, valued, and loved. And before we were born, we were found in his heart. Now, in our context today, as I was talking to you earlier, is, is about faith. If you consider yourselves having faith, according to Hebrews 2, 10, Jesus is the author and finisher or perfecter of that faith, which means he gives it not to be stagnant or motionless, but the faith he gives is always in motion, active, and will ultimately be for his plan. Now, we can claim faith as our own personal faith, but time after time through the scriptures evolves more than our lone selves. I find this so revealing in 2 Kings 5 as I was meditating on it. And let me just give you a brief synopsis of the story 2 Kings 5 unveils. It starts off with, with Naaman and his uh, reputation, and it also mentions his ailment. He has a disease he's afflicted with, which is leprosy. And in it, there is a, a young servant girl who tells her mistress that Naaman needs to go to the prophet of God and said, the prophet of God will heal him. Naaman then goes to his king, gets permission. The king sends a letter to the king of Israel and the king of Aram, which is Syrian, is the the uh, king of Naaman. So the king of Aram is sending a letter to go to the king of Israel to say, hey, listen, heal Naaman of leprosy. So now the king of Israel gets this message and he starts saying, man, what is up with this, man? I can't, I can't kill people. I can't heal people. This is a trick. He just wants to start a fight with me. So he does his traditional, you know, ripping his clothes and stuff like that. Then Elisha begins to, he hears this story and he tells the king, okay, get a grip. Just send him my way. I'll take care of him. Now, Naaman, you know, he goes, he, he's prepared to pay and all this good stuff. And he goes to the, the man of God and the man of God sends a messenger. Doesn't even come to uh, Naaman. He sends a messenger and tells the messenger, hey, listen, tell him to dip in the river of Jordan seven times and he'll be okay. He'll be healed. Now, this didn't go well with Naaman because Naaman wanted the uh, man of God come out there and be there and, and raise his hands up in the air and say, you are healed by God, that type of thing. But that's not what Elisha wanted him to do. So Naaman walks away angry because he felt like, you know, hey, what is this? I mean, we got better rivers in Damascus, where I'm from, than these, these uh, this dirty, muddy Jordan River. I, I can't see it. But he has a servant, some servants there, and they kind of confide in him, said, listen, if he had told you to do something hard, you would have done it. 
So what is this? Just to dip in the water. Just dip in the water. What do you have to lose, basically? So Naaman listens to them and he dips in the water seven times and he's healed. So he goes back to the man of God and to offer him some gifts and, you know, thankfulness and saying, thank you. What can I give you? Elisha responds with nothing, you know, nothing. So what Naaman does then, he says, okay, then can I get some of your dirt? Because I want to take it back with me because now... And now I believe that you, your God is the only God. And I will sacrifice and offer up sacrifices unto your God only. But he petitions um, Elisha and says, listen, you know, make it known to God that I got to do service to the king that I'm under, my authority that I'm under. So if I bow down with my king as he gives honor to his God, please don't hold that against me. Elisha said, as you wish, go forth and do what you need to. And so in, in a nutshell, that is the story that's in chapter five of Second Kings. And I'm going to do a brief summary of the things that the Spirit teaches me in this in this chapter. And hopefully it can help you see uh, from the perspective of faith, what faith does, where it starts and and what's going on when it's happening, when it's activated. And um, all the way through the end to let you know that when you have faith, it's not your faith. It's to fulfill the plan of God. So let's do this this way. We're going to start with uh, Naaman's wife's servant. And she was a slave who was taken from her country, Israel, and she was serving Naaman's wife. One day she just said, you know, um, I think my master Naaman or your husband Naaman should go to the prophet of God because he will heal him. Now, this is powerful to me. And in a perspective I never thought before was the fact that she was a, a girl of Israel that was taken from her home to serve the Syrians warrior's wife. And she's making this proclamation of faith to the mistress that if he goes to this man of God, this prophet of God, he's going to be healed. That's faith. That seed of faith has been planted now. And it's an, it's an active faith. Now, as I began to read this story, it just began to take shape in a different perspective. She had tremendous faith in order to be part of God's plan to change a man's physically and spiritually. This is what that seed was doing. She was used to be a seed. Note, another perspective is that it was also a way for her not to be around leprosy because we know that leprosy to the Israelites was a no-no according to the law. And maybe this wasn't necessarily about Naaman, but about the servant girl of faith. If only my master would go to the prophet in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman's healing and conversion was a byproduct of faith. But it's used to also show God's fulfilling his will that no man should perish. Now, let's talk about the king of Aram. To me, because they had such a, a great relationship, he wanted to see his trusted and loyal servant healed. He was probably hoping that since his God wasn't able, maybe the God of Israel was. But I'm perfectly sure that he heard about the exploits of God of Israel. Now, the problem was with him, he sent the mail to the wrong address. You see, he sent it to the king of Israel. And I guess for the sake of protocol, that's the way it should have been. But it was going to the wrong place. Now, let's talk about the king of Israel. Another player in this, this move of faith from this young servant girl. Now, the king of Israel, he gets the mail sent by him from the king of Aram. And he gets all like, bent out of shape because he's like saying, man, I can't, what is he? He's trying to fool me. He's trying to trick me. So the mail 
was meant for Elisha because the girl said, go to the prophet and he will heal you. So the king of Israel, he gets the mail meant for the prophet Elijah and takes on the weight of it. He gets a bill basically that he can't pay, but doesn't realize it's not for him. It's not his bill to pay. And I made a, a note here that sometimes we carry things, weights, burdens that wasn't meant for us to carry. We need to recognize or realize that we need to redirect it to the one it's for because his yoke is easy and his burden is light, as it says in Matthew. So what we have here is the situation where faith is, is been activated by seed of a servant Israelite girl. And there's a bunch of stuff happening in order for the the manifestation of faith to occur. Her master's uh, leprosy gone, but it also has a lot to do also of her being set free where she doesn't have to worry about messing around with the, the mistress who's been touching because leprosy was like everything had to be burned. You know, you had to wipe things clean. So that was a, a major task for her to always be on the guard of where leprosy was touching. So now let's go to the prophet Elisha. One of the things about the man of God or the word of God or, or God make manifest himself and, and his servants is that these are the different things that we need to recognize when God is on the scene and he's involved with faith. Now, the man of God, Elisha, the prophet of God, he hears, you know, audibly hears about the bill or the message or the request of the king of Aram and tells the king, just send it to me. It was just, it went to the wrong address. Just send it to me. Then Naaman gets to him. So the man of God receives this instruction from God and he instructs Naaman on the plan of God. And sometimes God's plans don't always look like our plans because like I said before, Naaman's plan was that the man of God come to him, say some things, then he was healed. But that was not God's plan because some things in Naaman had to be removed. He was a proud man. So these are the players in the story of faith. All of them have a part to play, but nonetheless, faith is mentioned, a seed is planted, and there are a host of different things that happen, not only in the situation, but in people's lives. Now, let's talk about the, the main thing, the transformation of Naaman. Now, Naaman had everything. He had success. He had fame. He had riches. He had a loving family. He had a king's support, but he had leprosy, almost like we can have all the things we want in life. We think we're doing real well. We're, everything is working on all cylinders, but we have sin. So Naaman was a prideful man with his thoughts, but willing to listen. This is a good thing about him. He was willing to listen to his wife, his servants, and to the man of God, the instructions of the man of God. He was a man of hope, humility, gratitude, loyalty, and honor. I say hope because he was willing to go to the prophet. He had hoped that maybe this servant girl could is telling the truth and I'm going to go to this man of God and maybe I'll be healed. Hope. He had humility to listen to a servant's wisdom when he wanted to go back home uncleansed, but he listens and dips into the pool and receives his healing. Gratitude because he returned back to the man of God, thankful for what he has received from God. Loyalty. He was loyal to the king of Aram to still want to serve him and honor to the God of Israel to acknowledge that he is the only God. 
the only one he would sacrifice and give offerings to from this day forward. But he also wanted God's grace because he knew he had to go back to his country and his king was serving the wrong God. But he wanted to respect his authority as a king. So he received from Elisha the grace he needed. And all of this was because God used the faith of a serving girl. So you see faith in action when we pray and we have faith. It's not singular, it's plurals. There are so many different things that's happening in the mix. The faith that is given to us by the author and finisher of it is used to set the plan of God in motion. And we can believe that the ultimate plan is, is to see people come to the knowledge of the truth, which is in 1 Timothy 2.4. And to discover, as the one sickly Naaman did, that there is only one true God and this truth he sent to us. When the word became flesh and dwelt among us, Jesus is his name. Now, I want to thank you for streaming with us this week. And if you have a topic that interests you, uh, questions about anything we've covered or have a prayer request, you can email us at IWFIMH at gmail.com. IWFIMH at gmail.com or on our Facebook page. It was found in my heart. Just to let you know, we don't know it all, but we do know the one who does. So let me leave you with this thought. Hopefully it encourages you. I pray you meditate on this. Naaman had it all together. Success, accolades, well-known, respected. And yet the scripture says, but he had leprosy. He had a disease. The spirit of God teaches me that a person can have it all together, but have a terrible disease like Naaman. The difference is Naaman knew and could see his, but we don't know that which we can't see. Let me share this personal example before I close. My wife did almost everything that could reflect a healthier lifestyle. She ran marathons. She ate pretty good. But she didn't realize she had a 95% blockage to her heart, which was a life and death situation. But the specialist helped and she was able to have a positive outcome. Like that example, spiritually, we can believe believers or non-believers. We are doing all the right things, but inside there's a blockage, something we can't see, something that is blocking us from God that shouldn't be there. But God has provided a specialist to handle that blockage. In Naaman's case, it was Elisha. It was presented by Elisha. For us, it may be the voice of God, the spirit of God, the word of God, or a messenger, each giving us vital information to change the direction we are heading, whether for life or for death. Question, do we respond as Naaman initially did, and reject the specialist's instructions? Or do we listen to live and receive the salvation of the Lord? Sin is our disease, and Christ is our healing waters to abundant living. Have you dipped in his love to set faith in motion? Mm -hmm.